If you are looking for even more help and guidance on your breakup, I have a few different options for you to take your healing to the next level. I have four different online courses depending on what stage of the breakup that you're in from beginning all the way into moving on after heartbreak, or you can bundle all of my courses together and use the code podcast to get $25 off my course bundle. I also have my 30 day no contact challenge to help hold you accountable in going no contact with your ex. And we have our free Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with other people going through breakups all over the world. To learn more about any of these resources, head to the show notes where you can learn more about my courses, take the quiz to figure out which course is best for you, or join the Facebook group. And don't forget to use the code PODCAST to get $25 off my course bundle. Welcome to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast with your host, Breakup Bestie, aka me, Kendra. Breakups are hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Each week, I will be taking you through a different topic as it relates to breaking up, healing from heartbreak, growing in your single life, dating, and getting back into happier and healthier relationships. The goal of this show is to provide support, hope, tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. I know this has been an extremely heavy week with everything happening in the world. I did share my thoughts on my Instagram page, and I shared what I am personally doing to support this movement. I linked resources that I found helpful for anyone else looking for ways to help or get involved. And I'm also going to include those in the show notes here. I have been quiet on my Instagram page and will continue to be so I can leave room for people who can educate us in this time. But I also know that there are still so many of you that are struggling with breakups, so I did want to make sure that I am able to continue supporting you as well. Um, So thank you for listening to this episode. And this episode is going to be about what to do right after a breakup. And this last Sunday was the five-year anniversary of my last serious breakup. And so in honor of that, I wanted to share with you what I did right after my breakup in the in the days, weeks, immediately following it. And this is a question that I get a lot. Someone will come to me right after their breakup and be completely lost, uh, which is totally normal. It's also normal to feel paralyzed, to feel like the world has been ripped out from underneath you. So I get this question a lot as to where do I even start right afterwards? So I want to start off by saying it's totally normal if you don't want to get out of bed. It's totally normal to want to call out of work. It's also normal to feel like you want to hop on a dating app right away. It's normal to want to call your ex every five minutes. Basically, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, it's normal no matter what you're feeling right after a breakup. It's 100% normal. And I don't think this is talked about enough, but breakups really are a traumatic experience. It's such a, it's such a, severe change in your life that happens so, so quickly. So the repercussions and the following feelings that come up are going to be really intense, really confusing at times. They're going to change really quickly. 
So that's why I wanted to focus on what do we do right afterwards. And the first few weeks are definitely going to be the hardest. So that's why I wanted to share with you what I found to be really helpful in the days and weeks after my last breakup. And even in my online course, my entire first section of the course is called triage. And I called it triage because the goal of it and what I'm going to be talking about in this episode is literally just to get you to a place where you can feel somewhat okay, where you can still show up for work, still show up for your life. It's really just focusing everything that you have, everything that you can into enough healing so you can feel somewhat okay. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on today. And before I get into my six tips on this, I wanted to say that this is going to be focused right after a breakup. However, I do very firmly believe that this will also be helpful if your breakup happened months ago, a year ago. These tips can be applied no matter what, but I'm going to be focusing on directly after. So let's hop into the tips. So number one, always going to be my number one, is I called my friends. So even before I got dumped five years ago, I had a pretty strong feeling that something was coming or I felt like it was going to happen. So I let my friends know ahead of time. So when the breakup actually happened, all I did was I texted my best friend and I said, it happened. And she like immediately drove to my house and being surrounded by friends during this time is so, so important. And even more so than being surrounded by friends is I also let my friends help me. So it's, it's a huge step just to let your friends know like, Hey, I just got dumped. I just went, you know, I just broke up with so-and-so it's really important that your friends just even know what's going on, but to take it a step further let your friends help you. Let them stop by and bring something over. Let them send you flowers. Let them make sure that you're eating. I remember right after my breakup, when my friend came over and grabbed me, we went to, we actually went and saw Pitch Perfect 2 and a really feel good movie, but another friend met us and they literally were like, okay, so Kendra's going to stay with me tonight. And then tomorrow night, she's going to go to your house and you guys can do dinner. They were honestly completely like helping me manage my own life. And it's really hard to ask for help. It's I believe it's even harder to let people actually help you. But it is so, so, so important. And actually speaking personally right now, I haven't shared too much about it, but I, I do have someone really, really close to me that's been in the hospital for over a week and I've ha- and I've gone back to this 100%. I have been letting my friends bring food. I have been letting my friends send flowers. I have been when my friends say, "Hey, let me know if I can do anything." I will say if I need something done. And I learned that by going through my breakup. I learned that sometimes life is way too heavy to carry alone. I've also learned I don't have to carry things alone. I used to be so prideful on my ability to be independent, but going through, you know, actually it was this breakup that really got me realizing I don't have to do this by myself. So 
call your friends, let them know what's going on, and then let them in. Let them help you. People want to help, trust me. So number two is as much as possible, try not to spend a lot of time alone. And this doesn't necessarily have to be all in person, but the main thing is we want to avoid the times where we're sitting at home alone with too much time to think. Yes, it's good to reflect after a breakup, but it doesn't need to happen right after the breakup. So if you're at home alone, call a friend, FaceTime someone, maybe instead of working out by yourself, schedule a walk with a friend. I just believe that left to our own devices, our heads go to really dark places. We tend to spiral really quickly when we're by ourselves and we don't have someone to bounce things off of. So it's really important to distract yourself enough in the beginning by being surrounded by people as much as possible. But even if you are by yourself, put on something lighthearted on TV, listen to a podcast. Just again, we want to avoid the times when you're just sitting thinking, going into, I wonder what they're doing. I wonder if they're thinking about me. I wonder if they're hurt because I just don't think that our head tends to go to really positive places. It tends to go into the negative. But when you're around other people, you can say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And they can say, oh my goodness, no, that's not true. Let's think positively. So when you have other people to bounce things off of, it's going to, like your thoughts are going to take a much more positive turn. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you do if you had unlimited time and energy? As you're navigating your breakup, I know your energy can feel low and it can feel really difficult to complete everything you need to in a day. When you're emotionally exhausted, it's especially important to be really clear on what your priorities are and where your energy should be invested. Therapy has helped me in the past figuring out where I should be putting my energy, whether that's career, friendships, relationships, events, which in turn has helped lower my anxiety because I don't always have to feel stretched thin or behind. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash heartbreak today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash heartbreak. Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in a years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. So tip number three is practice contrary action. And I actually learned about the concept of contrary action when I first got sober. And basically what it is, is doing things that you don't want to do, but that you know are going to be good for you and make you feel better. And in the beginning of a breakup, this can be the smallest action like getting out of bed, but things like getting up, making your bed, following through with commitments, calling people when you want to isolate, exercising, going outside, putting on makeup. All of these things are great contrary action items that are going to serve you really well after a breakup. And I think we intuitively all know which actions we can do to make ourselves feel better, but the negative swarm of emotions that come up after a breakup can zap our energy, zap our motivation. We can have feelings of depression start creeping in where our head will just tell us, no, it's not even worth getting up today. Just stay in bed. Don't do anything. So it's just going to take you intentionally thinking about what you know is going to make you feel better. And in fact, I would definitely recommend that you write down a list of things that you know are going to make you feel better. And then you can refer back to that list when you say, I don't feel like going outside. And then you look at your list and you say, okay, I know going outside is going to make me feel better. Or if you feel like you just want to sit alone and you can look and say, okay, I know being around friends is going to make me feel better. So in my recovery community, we call it having smart feet where basically like your body can overrule your head. Your head will tell you, no, don't do that. Let's just sit at home by ourselves and mope. But your smart feet will say, no, 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 I'm going to go outside. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to call a friend because I know all that stuff's going to make me feel better. And I know I talk a lot about listening to what you need. I do think it's really important to listen to what you need. But a lot of times when we're going through something this harsh and this drastic, what our mind tells us to do is oftentimes not going to be the thing that ultimately ends up serving our healing journey. And then tip number four is have an outlet for your feelings because they are going to come. While I'm talking a lot on here about doing things to distract yourself so you can, again, function in your day-to-day life, feelings are going to come up. It's totally healthy. It's totally normal. But the worst thing that we can do is stuff those emotions down. So that's why I believe it's so important to have an outlet and a plan of action. So first of all, that they don't end up coming out completely sideways or what used to happen to me is my emotions would come out at pretty inopportune times, whether that's in like a work meeting or something like that. So when you have an outlet and more of a plan of attack, you can be a little bit more intentional about how you're expressing your emotions. And then second is we definitely want to make sure that they don't get suppressed and not dealt with because as you've heard me talk about here a lot, 
If they get pushed down and suppressed, they're just going to come out later on. Journaling, of course, is always a great tool for that. So whether you're doing, I just, I think if you're starting off with journaling, just doing a brain dump is going to be so important. It's going to depend on, I would say do it at the time of day where you're typically spiraling about it. So for a lot of people, it's in the mornings when they first wake up. And then a lot of times it's for people when they're at home alone at night. So you can do that brain dump where you just journal for five to 10 minutes, whatever comes to your head. That way you can get the thoughts and the feelings down on paper. And another great thing to do is to set up some kind of a system with a friend. One of my best friends and I, we had this little like agreement where either one of us could text the other one just saying spiraling, one word. That would indicate that one of us were in trouble and were struggling and needed to talk it out. It was a lot less intimidating than having to say, I'm struggling. I need help. Can we please talk? It was just spiraling. She called me. She already knew that something was going on so she could just listen, ask how I was feeling, set something up like that with a friend. So once those strong feelings hit, you do have that plan of action. That way you have an outlet. It can come out in a bit of a more healthy way. This is also not to say that it's not okay for emotions to come out super messy. Messy is good. Messy is going to happen. But as much as we can, I think it is good. Because for me, if I didn't have an outlet, a lot of times I would just supp- I would suppress my emotions because naturally I'm someone that doesn't enjoy showing my emotions to other people. So by having these systems and things in place, it encouraged me a lot more to feel safe enough to reach out when I was struggling. And then tip number five is be very, very aware with what you're consuming right now. Take an inventory of what you're consuming on TV. What music are you listening to? What kind of podcasts are you listening to? What are you looking at on social media? And then ask yourself, is what you're currently consuming helping your breakup or making it worse? So are you watching like sappy romantic things on TV? Probably not the best time to be doing that. Are you listening to your and your ex's song, like your song that you always, you know, thought one day you'd play at your wedding? Not the time to be doing that either. There are so many things that are completely out of our control after a breakup. There, It's really important to focus on the things that we can control and what you're consuming is something that you are able to control. And this can even come down to like, is there a certain friend that's hard to be around right now? Maybe it's someone that doesn't listen to you or maybe invalidates your emotions. It's totally okay to take a break from seeing them until you're feeling a little bit better. And to make this perfectly clear, I don't believe this is not running from your issues or your feelings. This is all about creating an environment to the best of your ability that's going to be conducive to your healing process. So this is the time for comedy. This is the time to watch a movie that completely takes you out of reality for a few hours. This is the Marvel movies literally do that to me every time. And I don't, I tend not to focus on anything going on in my life. I just get lost in the movie for a while. So take that inventory, 
pay attention to how certain things are making you feel and catch yourself if you're consuming something that is hurting you and then make a change. I've shared on here before, but honestly, for like the first month after my breakup, I could not listen to the radio because it was just too likely that one of me and my ex's songs were going to pop on and just send me into a into a tailspin. So I, on Spotify, listened to stand-up comedians for literally like a month straight because it was the only thing that felt really safe to me at the time. It's a huge act of self-love to treat yourself like this in a really loving way. So pay attention to what you are consuming. And then the last thing is utilize affirmations and remind yourself using words of hope. So going through a breakup it doesn't necessarily feel hopeful. It's really easy to feel hopeless and that's okay. When something that significant gets ripped away from our life, it is really easy to slip into a dark place and that's normal and that's okay. However, I do think it's important to remind yourself of certain affirmations, certain things that will give you a glimpse of hope. And even if you don't believe them, that's okay. Just continuing to remind yourself. So I've actually, I have about five things on here that I think are, would be great to repeat to yourself and you can always tweak these or create your own. But here is what I would continuously remind myself of. This is going to pass. I will not feel this way forever. One day I will be grateful that this happened. I will feel happy again soon. It is going to be okay. This is a blessing in disguise. All of those things were things that were said to me by other people that always made me feel so comforted and so safe. And every single one of those things came true. The feelings did pass. I stopped crying over that. I, at this point, I am so grateful that that breakup happened. I was happy again very soon. It was okay. And it totally was a blessing in disguise in so many different ways. It took me a little bit to see them, but it all of those came true. So even if you spend a minute just thinking about these sayings every day, again, even if you don't believe them, just continuing to reinforce that and reminding yourself that it's going to be okay so you don't get trapped in that dark black hole of, of despair. And I wish that I could give you some kind of a secret to make your breakup pain, you know, disappear instantly. But I do believe that the tips and actions that I have talked about today are going to be a huge help. Above all, this is a time to let yourself be loved and helped by others. This is a time to give yourself a lot of slack and a lot of grace. Do not go into beating yourself up during this time. This is already going to be a really hard period in the first couple weeks. So give yourself a lot of grace. Give yourself a lot of slack. Give yourself a lot of credit where credit is due because I love the saying like even if you just made it through today, like that is okay. So don't put super high expectations of yourself onto you. Don't, I love the saying, don't should all over yourself. Don't say I should be feeling this way. I should be doing this. Be really kind to yourself. But again, like practice that contrary action where 
you are taking actions to make yourself feel better. And again, this is a time to tune in and listen to your feelings, have an outlet for your feelings, share your feelings with other people. The less, I think the common theme through all of these is the less that you're isolating both emotionally and physically, the harder it's going to be. The like, If you keep all of your feelings to yourself and don't share them on a journal or with another person, the harder it's going to be and the more overwhelming that pain is going to be. So get those feelings out. Share your pain. My mentor always says this, and it's one of my favorite sayings, but if you share your pain, you cut it in half, and if you share your joy, you double it. So really keep that in mind as you're going through this and as you're navigating this. Hang in there. I, I do promise it's going to be okay. Like repeat those things to yourself every day. It's going to get easier. The beginning's always going to be the hardest. So just remember that and hang in there, and I will see you guys on the podcast next week. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you loved it, I hope you'll leave a review and share with your friends. If you're not already following me on Instagram, head to at your breakup bestie where I'm sharing new content almost every day. To join our Facebook group, Healing Hearts Club, where you can connect with thousands of people from all over the world going through breakups, head to the link in the show notes. And don't forget to check out my online courses for more in-depth help through your healing journey. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.